Good morning, good morning. This is Eshen Brenda Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. You know, and when we say Zen Wisdom, we mean wisdom that is at the core, unadorned wisdom, boom, like the sound of a raindrop on the window, boom, or the sound of a bell, or maybe a tear splashing, boom, essential wisdom. And what is that? Anyway, the title for today's talk is Don't Be Confused by Your Confusion. That's a quote from Son Roshi. And the subtitle is from Dogen, Mud is Just Mud. I find the two of these wonderful, wonderful quotes together to be so profoundly meaningful to me and really say it all. They actually say it all in relation to our precious life and our precious practice. Now, I don't really have to say much about confusion because, my goodness, especially in these days, it's rampant, rampant, many, many mixed messages that we receiving and receive not only from the world outside, but from our own inner mind all the time. We receive so many different thoughts, different injunctions, different impressions, different ideas, and it can become, it does become extremely confusing. Well, what's true? What isn't true? What to believe? What not to believe? What road to take? What road to run away from? These are the kinds of questions and confusion and distortions that we live with for a long, 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 long time. And what someone wrote, she was really trying to show us, don't be confused by your confusion, is that that confusion is the inherent nature of our mental life. Interesting, interesting concept. It's, it's inherently built into thinking, 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 believing, believing this, we believe that, then something happens and we don't believe it anymore, and then something else happens and then we doubt it, and then science appears. It says, no, 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 let's just see what's in front of us and, and believe that. <laughs> believe all the empirical data, the objective world. Let's believe that. Well, Zen practice goes a step further and spirituality goes a step further. And it says, Mm-mm, that can become confusion as well. And I think we see that now with all different kinds of reports and ways to interpret all the data that come into a scientific exploration. Many ways to interpret, to analyze, to digest, not only a scientific exploration, but life itself, all the data that continually comes to us, all the relationships, all the impressions, all the news, how to digest it, how, how to know what it all means. And most significantly and importantly, how to know what action to take based upon it. These are such, such, so central today. But so and Roshi comes with, a, and he always had a little wonderful smile, wonderful smile, twinkle in his eye. He had fun, a lot of fun in this life, along with being a great, great teacher. And he said, no, 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 don't be confused by the fact that you're confused. Step, what he was really saying was, just see confusion as confusion, another phenomena. It's just another phenomena, another effect of thinking. Mm. 
he wouldn't didn't say those words, but that's what he was really saying. It's just another effect of the mind that rolls and rolls and twists and turns, and that's just what the mind does. It confuses us, stirs up pain, stirs up suspicion, stirs up doubt. Isn't it interesting if we just pause and really look at that, take that in, that there is a phenomenon within all of us that does that, that welcomes confusion, that looks for confusing relationships, (laughs) lives off it, enjoys it, finds it fun or stimulating or challenging. And the unadorned life, the life of mud is just mud, which is Dogen's wonderful teaching. Mud is just mud. Oh, my God, that is solely beautiful. What he would say, he said, when Buddha was enlightened, completely enlightened, he could walk through water or walk through or beautiful flowers in the field or walk through mud and not be disturbed by it, not disturbed by the mud, not thrilled by the flowers. Mm. Not actually, he's saying he wasn't confused. For him, flowers, moment to enjoy, flowers were just flowers. Mud was just mud. When he came to the mud in the road, he wasn't hating it, kicking it, he wasn't saying, what did I do to cause the mud to be on the road? I have to beat myself up or beat someone else up. He wasn't analyzing it, interpreting it, adding on all kinds of stories to it, that torture one. He wasn't developing catastrophic expectations, as we call them, saying, oh my gosh, here's a patch of mud. That means the whole world is going to drown in a sinkhole. And then, of course, when we do something like that, when we begin adding on, adding on these interpretations, these stories, not only does confusion come, but despair. Because we don't, we don't really relate anymore to the mud. We relate to the stories about the mud, that our mind is spinning. And depending on the story that you spin, you'll have a different kind of reaction if you say, oh, this mud is cleansing me, it's wonderful, it's taking all the toxins out, you'll be happy to walk through the mud. If you say, oh, no, this mud is a precursor of dark days to come or whatever, you'll, be, you'll go into depression, despair, fear. You'll, you might become paralyzed in the mud and afraid to take the next step. However, however, What the Buddha saw when he was enlightened was that he wasn't relating to the stories. He saw that mud is just mud. He felt the mud. He connected to the mud as it was. Not an embellishment. He wasn't relating to his images or his stories about the mud, just the actual fact. There's mud. And and being with that experience of walking through the mud, boom, not adding anything on. And then he walked through the mud. He might not have liked it. He might have enjoyed certain parts of it. He might have found it interesting. It didn't really matter. That not, was not his focus. His focus was on the mud, the experience of the mud. It's just mud. 
No more confusion then. What happens to confusion? When we're not adding on a million different stories, interpretations, analysis, when we're not trying to predict from it what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, what it says about us, most of our experience, you know, returns back. It becomes very personal. That ego jumps right in and says, well, what does this mean about me that I would be walking through mud, blah, blah, blah. You hear that kind of thing over and over. What does it say about this one or that one that he might have slipped and made mistakes and, and, and had a muddy patch in his life? Well, how sad, because most of the time we will reject that person, judge that person, throw them out, throw them away. I, I knew a really wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person who gave, 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 filled with love. And then he had a muddy patch in his life. And oh, my God, the suffering that was caused by that muddy patch because of the way people rejected, disgraced him, carried on, as if everything else about his life was not there, just the muddy patch they focused on and decided he was a horrible person, began calling names on and on and on. Nobody could see that mud was just mud. He was walking through a muddy patch, either in the world or in his life or whatever. And at every patch come, begins somewhere and ends somewhere. And then he would walk again if he into a, a simpler, a different patch, flowers or trees or whatever, or just plain, plain wood. Who knows? Who knows? But the point of this is how dangerous it is not to realize that mud is just mud. Not make it mean something horrible about somebody who's walking through mud or who becomes muddied. Or not to get so confused in our life. I don't know how to walk any further. I'm stuck in the mud. <laughs> Can't get out. Don't know where to work. Don't know where to go. Don't know what the next step is. I'm all muddied up. Well, just take the next step. You don't have to know where it's going. Just be fully 100% with that next step. And receive that mud as just mud. And then the steps will come naturally, and one step, one true step, will take you to the next, easily and inevitably. You'll walk right through the mud that way. And before you know it, you'll be in another patch, another era. That's not how we live, though. That's not how we live, and that's why confusion, dis- disarray arises. And you know, that's... a. When that does arise, it's very dangerous because once we succumb to our confusion, once we're relating to all the stories in our head and all the ideas rather than to the actual moment, the actual fact of our experience, once we're doing that, we do become very lost or very stuck. And we'll begin to behave or go in pathways we would not have otherwise because we can't see clearly. We don't know what's really in front of us or what's behind us. You know, the practice of Zen, one of the wonderful, wonderful treasures in it is that it's really a practice of seeing clearly what's right in front of our eyes. That's what this practice is. We sit down on the cushion 
We don't jump and run all over. We don't look all over. We're not looking to, for somebody else either to give us answers or to tell us what to do and where to go. We sit down on our own cushion, which means we sit down into our own life. We sit down into our own knowingness, our own wisdom. And we learn how to experience, we just experience what's happening right now in our life. What thoughts are coming, the feeling of the breath. And we just allow that to be without meddling, 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 interpreting Along, we there's another wonderful Zen saying, Let a long breath be long, let a short breath be short. Beautiful, beautiful. It takes a long time to do that. We don't maneuver our breath, we don't manipulate anything, and in that way, we the confusion diminishes, diminishes, recedes, disappears because we're not dwelling in the midst of our thoughts, we're dwelling in the midst of our life. There's an enormous difference between our life and our thoughts about our life. When we dwell in our life as it is, no, no, no more confusion. We can't be confused, even if we try. Uh-oh, <laughs> we can't. And we don't have to think about it. We're not constantly thinking. We're not, our mind isn't racing. We can sleep at night. We can enjoy a meal when we have one. We can taste the food. We can look at a friend and see who they really are. There's so many beautiful moments we can have then. And they're not confusing at all. There they are. They're clear to us. Just simple moments. Right now when we're lost in confusion and trying to figure it out and in our mind, those simple moments aren't even available to us. We don't even see them. They seem insignificant. All that matters is the stories, dwelling in our mind, feeling guilty, blaming someone, going over and over again, personalizing everything, trying to understand what to do, what not to do. We really get lost in confusion that way. So this practice takes us, boom, plop, down into the middle of our lives. And when we really enter it, we can see that there is incredible guidance available to us step by step, inevitable, incredible guidance when we're just fully available and aware that this moment is this moment and we walk through it and not make it a whole big deal about it, but just really experience it. And, and, and then ultimately we're also, we'll give thanks for it because no matter what the moment is, even if it's a muddy moment, we'll give thanks for it. And that's a miracle. There are a lot of little miracles <laughs> embedded in this. We'll give thanks for it because we'll give thanks that we can experience it, that we're here that we're being given an opportunity to, to, to actually experience the mud and then experience leaving the mud, experience the flowers. It's a great gift. This life is such a gift and a blessing. So let us become embedded in our life, not in our thoughts. 
let's just breathe and be with the breath and be the breath because we are also the breath. It's such a wonderful moment to realize, oh my goodness, this breath is continually coming in and out. I actually couldn't live without it. What a wonderful gift. I'm also the breath, that's me. So as we sit more and more, we begin our our sense of who we are expands in unusual ways. And we don't really dwell, oh, I'm bad, I did this, I did that. All of those stories which take the joy and the meaning and the power of, and the helpfulness of our life away. We don't dwell in that as much anymore. And for hopefully later, as we keep sitting, 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 that just becomes a distant echo. We don't give it all the credence. And as that happens, where is confusion? And we're not confused by our confusion. Oh yeah, confusion will arise just like everything arises, and it will go. But it's not who I am. I don't choose to live in the middle of that. So that's what I wanted to say today. And I want to thank you for listening, really, and for your wonderful, wonderful emails. I love, as I say over and over, hearing from you. I thank you. If you want to write to me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com and you can and the url for this web for this talk is www.zenwisdomtoday.com you will find the podcast up there and and many others and they're all there waiting for you if you would like to hear them so have a beautiful 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 day bye bye